Welcome to another episode of Try Catch, brought to you by EI2. I'm Jason Norris, and you're about to hear a conversation I had with Mr. Michael McGee, who is a quality application developer here at FCSA. Thanks again for tuning into our series about pairing, and don't forget to listen to the three other episodes, all of which are amazing, and stay tuned for more episodes coming very soon. And here's Michael McGee. What would you like to know, Jason? How about to start, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your career overview and how you got here. Because for me, my previous jobs, I never had to pair. So, oh, yeah. so, so starting to pair when I came here was a different experience. So where'd you, where'd you work before here and okay, what well, was it like? Before I, I was, a, I started as a, a COBOL developer in probably 1998. Mm-hmm. when the world was going to come crashing down if we didn't fix our year 2000 program. Right. And they were hiring any warm body off the street. So I started in COBOL and JCL. We only had one monitor, and there was no such thing as pairing. That wasn't even anything anyone thought about. Back in 98? Yeah. Uh-huh. That I know of. Was that at Mutual? Mutual of Omaha. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was there about eight years, and then I came here, and I... It'll be 15 years next year, I believe. You're almost as long as Anthony. Yeah, no, Anthony's got some years on me, but I'm almost, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, pairing really didn't, I guess I really didn't hear about this until maybe seven, eight years ago, until we really start talking about it. So yeah. even when you started here, there wasn't a lot of pairing going on. Not the way that we thought about it, the way we think about it now, you sitting at my desk with two keyboards two mouses and you touching the keyboard that I'm touching the keyboard I mean we would pair because I needed some help but then you would answer my question and then go back to your desk right yeah it wasn't we didn't you call didn't, it pairing we just you didn't work it. together like all day no except maybe when you were first starting and needed a needed more training and mentoring yeah yeah so so then they started talking about it here what what do you remember was said about it or who kind of brought it up? How did it get introduced at Farm Credit? If I remember correctly, and, and my earliest, and this probably happened earlier, but what I'm really thinking about it is when we brought in Roy Oshiro, I think his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we were doing, talking about test-driven development. And the whole idea was that I would write a test and then you would write the code to make it pass. Uh-huh. And then you would write a test, and I would make the code vice versa. I think that's when we really started talking about it. I remember that. Was there a name for that when you kind of go back and forth like that? We just called it TDD, test-driven development, paired test-driven development. Right. Yeah. I like that, though, where yeah. does anybody still do that nowadays, where one person writes the test, the other person writes the code? I don't think – Yeah, and there's probably some people around here doing it. I think now what happens is, is developers write the code – and then they write the test. If they write the test. If they write the test. And I and I think that is one of our... We, I think we should be writing the test first. You think we should be doing more TDD? Yeah, I think you definitely should be writing... Well, I don't, it depends on... I don't know if you have to write the test before you write the code. But as soon as you're writing some lines of code, I'd like to see a test. And the reason why is because it will make you write smaller chunks of code that are easier for the next person to understand. If your code's got, you know, three if statements in it, a case statement, and a bunch mm-hmm. of loops, and then you try to write the test, 
you're gonna it's gonna be a lot harder and you should now you're gonna have to refactor and if you would have broke those pieces up in the smaller code and those methods actually say what they do right the next person can figure it out easier and that was kind of one of the main points of tdd yeah to force you to write your code in a way that's more digestible exactly. more understandable nice. more testable too more testable yeah because then you write it and then you realize oh that's going to be hard to test and then you start trying to refactor it so you can test it when you probably should have wrote it that way in the beginning right (laughs) that's true yeah uh yeah so pairing people started talking about it was there like a did everyone kind of agree who was here at the time that we're going to start doing it or just kind of picked up a little bit over time i think the people who know how to be politically correct said yes Let's do that. And then the people like me who aren't very good at being politically correct started wondering, like, well, how can how can two people at the desk be more efficient than two developers writing two separate stories? Right. You know what I mean? If if we're both if, if I'm saying I'm gonna write T D D and you're gonna do T D D, I just I just don't know how we've uh, I haven't seen any numbers that show one way or the other. It just off just and, and it could be right, but just your first intuition is like, well, that's twice as expensive for to get two very expensive developers to sit there. And the argument is, well, we'll get better code. Mm-hmm. But if, if we're not doing it, then we're not getting better code. So Right. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one of the arguments that you'll get less bugs yeah. if you have two eyes on the code up front. Yeah. So as, as opposed to having, a, having to do a formal code review for every check-in, you already have two sets of eyes on it, I guess. So that's one yeah. of the... So I think we can probably both agree that there are some times when pairing is good and sometimes when it's not so useful. Yeah. What would you say those times are? I definitely have some opinions on this. That's what we're here for, buddy. Here, I'm, I'm willing to compromise. Um, if you want us to pair, then let's find some rules that we can agree to. First of all... I don't think I think you have to understand the mind of the developer. The most of the developers I know do this job because they like coding. Mm-hmm. They like figuring stuff out. Right. I get a rush out of something not working and and being annoyed that it's not working and I can go search Stack Overflow <laughs> and figure out some cool way of solving it. That's that's the adrenaline rush I get. It's not about the money. It's about, I love, I love the code. It's the challenge yeah. of solving a, those problems. Yeah, it's a challenge. And when you're sitting at my desk on top of me, and it, it just, it, some anxiety builds up because I'm, my mind is racing about how I want to do it. Uh-huh. And you've got different ideas of how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm at your desk and it's your computer and, and, and maybe you don't, maybe you're the type of person that believes, well, I don't believe we should be searching a bunch of internet searches because the company's watching me or something. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to use Stack Overflow and Google and I'm going to go to this this blog I know about <laughs> and maybe you're not comfortable with that. I, I just want to go back to my desk and figure it out. So I guess the compromise is mm. when, we, when we both know what we're doing and we understand the story and we know the business rules behind it, uh-huh. pairing's a lot easier. But, when but we isn't, get, uh, isn't that the time when you don't need to pair as much? Because you already understand everything you're going to be doing and, and all the logic around it, right? Okay. It seems to me that pairing is most effective when you have to figure out a really hard problem. But don't you want to don't you want to step away from it and get your head wrapped around it so you can figure it out? Maybe you do. Yeah. Maybe you do. And if it's one of the, okay, so I think you're kind of talking about something that I find 
uh, grates on me a little bit, which is sitting next to somebody for hours on end. Yes, that's what grates me the most. I need yeah. to have a little space. Exactly. So there's, that's the compromise I'm talking about. Let's let's have a rule. I can't pair for seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. It, I, it makes my day very stressful. Right. I would rather you say, let's pair on this for an hour, mm-hmm. and then let's walk away from it, and then let's come back maybe two mm-hmm. or three hours later and do it for an hour. I think yeah. it is a compromise. You're right, yeah. because there are some people who... I think they're probably out there that would like to pair all day every day. It's not me. It's not me neither. It's not you, yeah. but maybe there's somebody, and there's some people yeah. that would never want to pair. Okay. And there's some teams here which almost never pair, right? And there's yeah. some which pair like all the time. Yeah, we definitely have some teams that don't pair, and I'm fine with that if they have if they're producing quality code. So be it. Mm-hmm. You know, but here's 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 the issue I have with pairing. I will pair because we're supposed to. But we also say we want your computer to be ergonomic. We also say we want you to have your desk height at the right height so you don't get carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. We also say we want you to have your ergonomic keyboard and your ergonomic mouse. Mm-hmm. And we also say we don't want to stress your eyes, so you should be able to foot, set your font size on your computer. Right, so you right? set your so, setup up how yeah, it, so it works for you. So my setup is set up how I want it, right? And I, I use Visual Studio, and I'm using a dark theme. Mm-hmm. And I have, I'm older and I'm at the point now where I need bifocals. And my. You're I, only 32. What are you talking you know, I'm about, like Michael? 40 something. <laughs> and so I bumped my font size up to, you know, 125%. Sure. Yours is at 90% because you're young and have good eyes. <laughs> your, back, your background is white. You don't have the Microsoft ergonomic keyboard. Mm-hmm. I have a ball track mouse. You have a regular mouse at your desk. So there's a little bit of a a mismatch there. There's a lot of mismatch going on. And so to make it easy, or what I have to do is I have to unplug everything from my computer Mm -hmm. and bring it over to your computer, right? Mm -hmm. Then I get over to your computer and I find out that you don't even have ReSharper installed because it's it's because you find it's slow because it slowed down your computer. Sure, Sure. I'm hitting keystrokes I think will work. And they're totally not working that because is there's no sharper yeah, there. Control T. Yeah, What's going on? Exactly. And so it just starts getting frustrating. So maybe I heard there's a way that I could be at my desk mm-hmm. and you could be at your desk and we could pair through some Visual Studio. I was just thinking yeah. about that as you were talking. Yeah. I've only tried it like once, but it seems to work okay. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a good option for like remote pairing too. If yeah. one person's like at home. But then you got to have maybe a headset on or something so that you can communicate via voice without just yelling out into the yeah. area. Uh, and we a could lot. we could definitely get headphones. Yeah, yeah, but if 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 we were sitting ten feet away from each other, would you rather do that than than move to somewhere uh, closer? As long as I can, as long as you set your background like I want it, and you set your computer screen the color I want it, <laughs> and you had the height of your desk the way I want it, which you're probably not willing to do. Hmm. So no. it's a compromise. Well, sure, and right? it's also a legal issue. What what do you do when when someone starts needing surgery for carpal tunnel? Uh huh. Because you wouldn't let them be at their desk because of because of the height, and they're not sitting at their at their you know they're sitting at a taller desk now because you're taller, or shorter, or whatever sure, it is. Sure. You you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You have to. We're gonna have to find a ways around these issues. Interesting. Right? Do you have any solutions in mind? Don't pair, but I don't think that's an option. <laughs> no. It's an option sometimes, yeah. but there's sometimes when you when yeah. you have to pair. Yeah, uh, I like your idea of, of you know pairing and then taking a break yeah. or something. 
Context switching is a little bit hard. Yeah. Do you, have you uh, used the Pomodoro technique? Have you heard of that? No. What's the it's Pomodoro? not a big deal. It's a funny name. It basically means... Is that a hairstyle? It could, that's a pompadour. Oh, pompadour. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you set a timer uh, for 25 minutes, and then you and your pair, in this case, would work, do focused work for 25 minutes, and then you take a five-minute break. You go away from the computer, get away. Now you come back, do 25 more minutes, and now this time you take a 10-minute break. And so you oh, do... So it increases. So, well, just five yeah. and 10, and then maybe, you know, whenever you're ready for a longer break, you can take a, a longer break too, but... I find it helps me focus, and it really, I like to have that break every once in a while. Get up, walk around, not be yeah. sitting next to you, talking to you the whole time for hours and hours. Yeah. I've heard some BAs prefer that people pair because they feel like they get, they have to send less stories back. Oh. They, they find less bugs and less, like, incomplete requirements done if there's two people have eyes on it. Well, then that's a good reason to pair. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Um, so... Effective pairing, I think you would say probably is where it's comfortable for both people to work. Yeah. Well, is it comfortable? If we're saying is it effective? Well, I guess if it's effective, well, that's, is, was, is the code better at the end? Then it was. Then we can't. If the code's better, mm-hmm. then we have a. Then I can't argue against it. Right. Yeah. Also, part of it is mentoring and knowledge sharing. Yeah. Right. Do you think it's valuable for that aspect? Yeah, I I think it's definitely valuable for that aspect. And I am definitely willing to do it. I guess my biggest gripe is the seating arrangement and being uncomfortable and not having your desk set up. And mm-hmm. the second thing is is it being for six to eight hours. It needs to be hour, two hours. Let me go to my desk and use this brain. Okay. You know I mean, I yeah. want to. You know, I, I need a break from being on top of you. I call it a brain break. Yeah, brain break. <laughs> yeah, and then. Well, it's okay. Yeah. I like that. But if we're going to do that, then what's the, how do you handle that context switching? Or do you just normally, would you have another story or some other work you could go work on separately? You know, or is it maybe you finish one story or yeah. you make your story small enough that you can finish a block of code? Well, I, I think it's, you probably don't want the context switch. So it might have to be the same story. But let's say you're doing something with a web front end mm-hmm. and there's API in it and there's also database work. Maybe that's all in the same story. Sure. Maybe you can, I'll let me go write some tests for the API mm-hmm. and you go write some Angular Jasmine tests for this and let's get, let's meet back an hour okay. and let's go over what we did. Yeah. You know, because it really is the same story. The condition of satisfaction say, oh, these, this whole cake has to be sliced. Right. So we, we, <laughs> we could find something to do. Yeah. Just, but I really don't want to be at your desk for six hours. Right. And and it's not as comfortable as mine. I agree with that. Yeah. And at those media scapes, I end yeah. up sitting up there a lot, and I feel like that's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I can't split the screen into two screens. I guess you can, but the, 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 the resolution on the screen is kind of fuzzy. It's not sharp like right. computer screens. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times... Of, the adapter doesn't work, and there's just a, a lot of pain te- in the butt, it's right? It's a pain in the butt, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's why yeah. I put that big TV over in your area yeah. to try to use that, and that seems to work pretty good. It's a little bit close yeah. for that big of a TV. I need, I definitely need two monitors. I, I'm also at the point where I'd like to get three, and if I'm going to get three, they're obviously going to have to add another you know, video card. So we might as well go four, because it's going to have two outputs on it, right? <laughs> so we might as well give me four. Might as well get four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the point now three would be very helpful. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I have tests running on one thing. Mm-hmm. I got SQL Server on one, and I got Visual Studio on the other. 
Or I might have Visual Studio Code on one. Sure, know? sure. Yeah. I will tell you, with those new monitors, yeah. it makes a big difference. Because they're huge. Oh, the Lenovo ones? They're 4K. Yeah. And so I have one normal and one turned vertical. Okay. So I can do three. I, I have like Teams up here, SQL Server yeah, here. Yeah, try that. I have three yeah. windows uh, going vertically. You can, yeah. you can have a lot of real estate with those. That's pretty cool. Um, let me see my notes again. Da, 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 da. So you, you've been here 15 years. I bet you've Almost paired 15, yeah. with a lot of people. Yes, I have. What are some different pairing styles or things you have to worry about when pairing with different people? There are some people who will let me dominate the keyboard mm -hmm. and they'll just sit there and just watch. Right. And then there are other people who do the same to me, vice versa, right? <laughs> right. And so you got to watch out for the person who will who dominate the keyboard and won't. Like sometimes I find that they'll be doing something and you'll have an idea and you'll be like, well, can we try this? No, 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 let me finish this up. And then I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. Wait. And, <laughs> let and me you finish. never get around to it and you start getting annoyed, right? Right, right. So you have to find a way to, um, you know, and this is why tests help. Because if they wrote something and you're and you're looking at this like I would have totally did that different, mm -hmm. and if they have a test for it and then you can refactor it and something totally different and it's still green, right? Then maybe then maybe they'll accept it. It's mm -hmm. like okay, well everything is still green, right? You know, you know. My thing is is I I want I want you to walk when you see my code. I'm hoping that you know what it does. You know, like. 15 years ago, if you asked me, I'd have been like, comment your code. Now I'm like, don't comment your code. Make your your code. method should tell me what your code does, and it right. should be clear, and it shouldn't be 100 lines. Right. Yeah. Self-documenting It should code. be self-documenting, right? I feel like if you're yeah. pairing, you could usually yeah. make sure that happens. Yeah. That, that could be helpful. I've also found that some people don't like writing tests. I very much like writing tests. I've been burnt so much by not writing tests. I always write tests now. Really? And so people will be like, we don't need to write that test. And I don't want to write that test. Or they don't want to do the, the setup to write the tests. And I'm like, well, no, we need to write a test for this. Mm -hmm. And in their mind, well, this, this piece of code we're writing so easy, it's not going to fail. Yeah. But history has taught me that it will fail at some point. Right. Or someone else will go in there and break it and it'll fail. Right. So let's write a test for it. Just because we're doing everything right doesn't yeah. mean everybody in the future is going to exactly. do everything right. So if that's another compromise, I'll, I'll I will pair with you, but you're you're going to be writing tests. I'm I probably won't pair with you if you're not writing tests. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like I'm, I'll just go back to my desk. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. and that probably works very well with your change to uh, have a role to quality developer. Yeah, but to be honest, and maybe I don't maybe I don't want this stuck to the tape. Maybe maybe <laughs> I do. I'm still being used as a developer. Right. Well, yeah. and I think that's a lot of the, the mindset the we're trying to go with, right? Yeah. You're still a developer, but yeah. you're really making sure that you, yeah. you're kind of responsible for that quality for your team. I think the mix is like maybe 60% QAD stuff, 40% mm -hmm. development stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm still a developer and I will always be a developer. Right. Yeah. And that may be why we're having a hard time um, filling that role. Mm -hmm. They probably should just say we're going to... We want a developer, but you need to understand that you need to be the champion for quality. They don't even need to have a separate role, maybe. Yeah, now, right. They don't they need to have say a separate you're a developer, role. but yeah. who's the quality champion for that's the team? you, yeah. right? So that's the person that's going to go to a meeting most yeah. of the time. But you're right; it, it's less of yeah, more mm -hmm. of a, a role than like a whole separate position. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a risk for me. Not as much as it, I have a lot of experience, so 
I could get another development job, right? Mm-hmm. But someone who doesn't have a lot of experience, that QAD title could get stuck on them, and they're and then when they go out in the market, they're like, "Well, you were a QAD, not a developer," mm-hmm. and that that means different things at different organizations. Like yeah. it does seem. I mean, I've talked about this. If you yeah. put quality on your resume, yeah, that's like a whole. You're, yeah, that's a detour from yeah. regular development exactly. for a lot. It seems yeah. like it for a lot of people anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I believe what's happened. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it worked out for me because I I still code. Right. Yeah. So, are, do you still pair as much as you used to now that you've changed roles? I pair less because I'm on a team that doesn't pair as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much do you guys pair over there? <laughs> Not much at all. Would you say you pair not enough, just right, or too much? I would say just right because I, the group of guys I'm with now, they want to write quality code. Mm-hmm. They believe in tests. They didn't have a quality assurance developer. Mm-hmm. And so they were having to do what they were supposed to be doing because no one else was doing it. Right. And so I don't, I don't, I think we have some very strong developers. And it seems like everyone on my team is a developer because they, that's what they've always wanted to be. They want to code. Right. I guarantee you they write something at home. So, yeah, you know, they, I, I think we'll be okay. Sure. Now, I think there's some opportunities when we start some new project. And if you know something I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't think we call it care, pairing. It's more like, hey, let me show you something that you may not know. Mm-hmm. And I may be there 45 minutes. Sure. And then I walk away. Right. Yeah. So maybe more of a mentoring or, it's you know, more just, of a mentoring. Yeah. Sure. And that's fine too. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Do you have any uh, final thoughts for us? Yeah, I, I think that we need to get some numbers and statistics down to prove that pairing works. I mean, I can I can go on Google and find people who love it, and then I find other blog posts like this has been the worst experience ever. You mm-hmm. know, I just think we need to I think we need to find the right time to pair. You just I don't think pairing is the 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 magic bullet that solves it all, right? right? Sure. It's like, well, let's just pair on it. It's like, well, what stories make sense to pair on? Mm-hmm. And are you going to be on vacation next week? And I'm, and let's pair on that because you're going to be gone. Sure. So I know what's going on. Or, yeah. or this is difficult and you're going to need to understand. Everyone's going to need to understand this. Mm-hmm. Let's pair, but don't, let's not do it for six, eight hours. Right. We got smart people here. If I had to sit at your desk all day for me to figure something out, something's wrong. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't want to come across as anti-pairing, but I don't think it's a magic bullet. I think you need to find the right time to do it. Right. Yeah, you don't sound anti-pairing. You seem like you want to do it when the time is right and, exactly. and not invest that time when it's not needed. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Michael, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming to talk to me today. All right.